tired of the everyday routine? Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? We offer you... Welcome to Breaking Walls, episode number 50. Today, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we're premiering a piece called We the People. It's by the people, for the people, and with Inauguration Day on the horizon. I think you'd agree, it's a good time to talk about the state of the United States of America. Before we begin, I want to remind you that you can get these podcasts on iTunes by searching for Breaking Walls or The Wall Breakers, and you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all social media outlets, at The Wall Breakers. We'd love if you subscribed, we'd love if you followed us, we'd love if you gave us a big iTunes rating and reached out and gave us feedback. Doing so helps the iTunes algorithm and helps more people discover Breaking Walls, and it's important because we're entering a time in the history of our nation that is unprecedented. In just a few days, President-elect Donald Trump will become President Donald Trump. What does that mean? What does we, the people, mean? How many of you have ever read the text of the U.S. Constitution. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this, the Constitution, for the United States of America. It's that first line in the constitutional preamble that's both the most challenging and rewarding part of being a citizen of the United States of America. We, the people, means we have some responsibility in the actions and outcomes of and for the United States of America, which in turn means we have responsibility in the outcome and actions of our own lives. That's a realization that could be tremendously empowering or absolutely terrifying. <laughs> For me, it definitely feels like today, more than ever, a lot of us are thinking very hard about our country. For some of us, it's the first time we've ever truly wondered where we're all headed. They've told us to be patriotic. They've told us to be proud of our country. Some of us are wondering what there actually is to be proud of. Hmm. That's a very important question to ask. What is there to be so proud about being a citizen of the United States of America? Well, let's think about it. It's so good to see you. Ever run into an old friend on the street? You know, someone that makes you feel great almost instantly? You ever? gotten up on Christmas morning and run downstairs to see a living room full of presents? Hey guys, wake up, it's Christmas! You ever watched 
your favorite team win a game in overtime. Matto swoops in to intercept. Matto behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matto! 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 Stefan Matto! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb. You ever stood watching the sunset just beyond the horizon, past everything you know, everything that's comfortable to you, and felt that your whole world was in a state of peace? Ah. Uh, I beg your pardon? I said, ah. Uh, ah. Uh. The United States of America isn't a map. It's not an institution. It isn't a municipal service. The United States of America is a living, breathing mass of flowing energy that stretches from Augusta, Maine, to Miami, Florida, to San Diego, California, and up to Seattle, Washington. Me, I'm the delegate from London, Minnesota. Dublin, New Hampshire. Cairo, Illinois. Canton, Connecticut. Paris, Texas. Shanghai, West Virginia. Warsaw, Georgia. I'm the delegate representing Moscow, Kentucky. Toronto, Kansas. Lisbon, Maine. Delegate from Madrid, Alabama reporting. Stockholm, South Dakota. Bombay, New York. Baghdad, Florida. Ever ridden the Staten Island Ferry on a cold, clear day? You can stand out there on the back deck as the boat passes by Ellis Island and by the Statue of Liberty. Stand there that close to Lady Liberty if you ever have the chance. That close to where millions of our ancestors first touched American soil. There's an overwhelming sense of hope, self-exuberance that immediately bubbles up. These structures and statuary are living reminders that we're connected to all of those Americans who paved the way. It's a eulogy for those from Ireland, from Germany, from Italy, from China, from Russia, from Scandinavia, from Western Asia, and most certainly from Africa, whom we thank for our current way of life. You know, our way of life seems to be exactly what we feel most threatened to lose today. I mean, these are times that could make our heads spin, especially while taking that next award-winning Instagram selfie. And if you feel yourself going, get away from the camera. Okay, look, whether you think President Trump is a... <laughs> or if his election makes you go... It's on us to carry forth unity in America. The truth is, all of us have some internal measurement of what our version of a democratic republic should be. You factor of fraud and a delusion. How do you know? I know. Does that sound like a political conversation you've had lately? Remember that your opposites in their own way all want the same things. Internal peace, to feel like we're part of something larger than ourselves, to not have financial worries, etc., why do you suppose so many people from outside of the United States want to come here? What is this place we arrogantly call America as if we're the only country in the Western Hemisphere? What is it about America that lets us get away with that? What is it about our way of life that's so attractive, so polarizing? We offer you escape. Our country has taught us to laugh. Remember that name. Minor Battle Meaty Mac. To persevere. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Has taught us to dream. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Has taught us to challenge. Mr. Gorbachev. 
tear down this wall. And our country, most importantly, has taught us to love and to hope. I have a dream. One day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its to live towards. This is our country. Our cities are ours. Our countrysides are ours. You know those notions that we often hear about the benefits of trickle-down economics? I prefer ground-up economics. We, the people, can maintain and continue to grow our country by growing our community. And we can continue to grow our world's foundation by growing our own foundation. interactions at the coffee shop. It's the way you greet the person in the elevator in the morning. It's the time that you're on the train and somebody is just a little bit too close to you for your own personal comfort and space. We have the option to feel one way or another about that situation. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I struggle with social interactions myself. Just last week, for instance. No. No, go away. Hello. He's pushing me. Make him stop pushing me. Go away. harp on it. Putting ourselves out there, breaking those walls, moving us beyond our comfort zones helps us grow. A stronger community means more people we love and more people that love us. And remember, our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, once taught us that a house divided cannot stand. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here. 
That's an excerpt from the Gettysburg Address, delivered on the afternoon of Thursday, November 19, 1863, at the dedication of the Soldiers National Cemetery in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. You may be surprised to know, 150 plus years later, that popular opinion in the media of the day was decidedly negative towards our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. I'll let Mr. Orson Welles explain. Take, for example, the write-up he got in the Harrisburg Patriot. We pass over the silly remarks of the president. For the credit of the nation, we are willing that they shall no more be repeated and thought of. If you think that's bad, listen to what the Chicago Times had to say. The cheek of every American must tingle with shame as he reads the silly, flat and dishwatery utterances of the man who has to be pointed out to intelligent foreigners as the president of the United States. Of course, the rival paper in Chicago took the opposite point of view. Rival papers often do. The remarks of President Lincoln will live among the annals of man. That paper gave it four stars, and they were right. The Gettysburg Address did survive. Like Mr. Wells just mentioned, rival media outlets often take the opposite view. News is a big business. Perhaps, for us, both the left and the right sides of the media are proving that old adage of believing half of what you see and none of what you hear. It's normal to twist in the wind sometimes. I think many of us feel that way about the state of our country at the moment. But there's always hope so long as we band together around our commonality rather than distrust each other for our differences. You know, I also think part of what has people so furious in the U.S. right now is the realization that we can't sit by idly any longer. The era of get a good job, buy a nice home, work towards retirement, it's over. So long as 401ks are shrinking, health benefits are evaporating, and both the renters and the buyers' housing markets are exploding, we've got to get involved. But the other side of that is that it seems like, in the era of technology, this era, it's also becoming an era of entrepreneurialism, taking the initiative to direct our lives in the direction our internal voice suggests. How many people do you know since 2008 who have begun their own business, joined a, a community garden, learned new survival skills, found new ways to be adaptable to the world around them? That's entrepreneurialism right there. Too much routine can be a killer of spirit. And believe me, I've been stuck in a rut many times in my life. And I've always found that if I do the opposite of what I've been continuously doing, it'll move my life into a new direction, into a new place. It'll help me grow. It'll change the energy. Trust those instincts. I mean... How many murderers and rapists do you know? Did you see him too? That man standing beside the barbed wire fence. There! Look there! That's an offensive question, I realize. But if that's offensive, why do we treat most strangers as if they're going to be murderers and rapists? Let's trust more. Let's be more willing to have fun. We spend our childhoods involved in teams, organizations, and other community developments. Let's keep doing that as adults well past retirement age. The future is ours because the future is always right now. I mentioned earlier that most people, regardless of political affiliation, stances on abortion, opinions on tax brackets, dietary choices, we all want the same thing. All of us want to feel like our lives have some validation. Recently, my grandmother said something very similar to me about my own life. I'm of the opinion that we're closest to the feeling that we want to have about our own lives when we're around people that we care about. Plus, I mean, think about it. Have you ever known any sports team 
where the individuals playing were only pulling for themselves and that team won a championship? No, it's never happened. It's not going to be any different in society. If it feels like there's less opportunity to go around today, then the question we've got to ask ourselves is, are the walls in front of us designed to keep us out? Or are they designed to see how badly we want in? Yesterday, before votes were tallied, I shot a video that some of you may have seen in which I said to the American people, regardless of which side you were on in the election, regardless of whether your candidate won or lost, the sun would come up in the morning. And that is one bit of prognosticating that actually came true. The sun is up. And one thing you realize quickly in this job is that the presidency and the vice presidency is bigger than any of us. Everybody is sad when their side loses an election. But the day after, we have to remember that we're actually all on one team. This is an intramural scrimmage. We're not Democrats first. We're not Republicans first. We are Americans first. We're patriots first. We all want what's best for this country. That's what I heard in Mr. Trump's remarks last night. That's what I heard when I spoke to him directly. And I was heartened by that. That's what the country needs. A sense of unity, a sense of inclusion, a respect for our institutions, our way of life, rule of law, and a respect for each other. President Obama could not be more correct. The U.S. Constitution and its adjoining 27 amendments still work. These documents just happen to work best when we the people take an active role in our government. They're bullet points for us to learn to connect. A free market means that those cunning enough, even if unscrupulous in their motives, can indeed rise. But don't worry, not only is there no honor among thieves, but people have been suspicious of the Constitution since the moment it was written. I'll let Corporal James Stewart explain for you. Suspicion by the very men who fought the long fight so that there could be a Constitution drawn for the emancipated states. The farmers and the clerks, and the hackmen, and the artisans, and the grease-grimed blacksmiths in their shops. These men who only lately put away their guns and powder in a good dry place. These men who won a war of freedom, but who know that freedom must be guarded to be kept. And they're suspicious. And they're talking in the common, in the tavern, and in the parlor and in the foundry room. Mm hmm. All right, what else does it say? Well, that covers it. That's the whole thing. Constitution. I don't like it. Why? Come here with me. Come over at the door. See that spire? Yes. That's the church I go to. Well, what about it? I like it. I want to keep on going there. Well? Don't want anybody telling me I have to pray his way. Well, who'd think of doing that? It's been done. Happened often. You ever hear of state religion? Yes. I don't like it. Don't think we should have it. Well, we haven't got it. Nothing in that thing you read me guarantees we won't get it. 
classify yourself as left or right, we all fight, protest, vote for the same ideals. We're citizens of a country that, with enough elbow grease, has a structure put in place that will allow all of us to reach our full potential. Sure, there are slums right next to mansions on a hill, but consider the child born in the South Sudan, or Somalia, or Yemen. And remember that for every leader in the U.S. that's been born into wealth, there's been a hero born into poverty. We may have untold student loan debt, but at least we've been given the education to understand what to mobilize for. What we're mobilizing for is the future and the present, and nothing about our future is certain. That's a beautiful thing. If those walls are indeed put up to see how badly we want in, let's make 2017 the year of the wall breaker. And <clears throat> for our first order of business, I'd like to suggest that, along with calling this Friday, January 20th, Inauguration Day, we should also call it We the People Day, because with unity, all is possible. And remember, whoever our elected officials are, they are just that, elected officials, by the people, for the people. So we, the people, still dictate what can be achieved in the United States of America. been listening to Breaking Walls, episode number 50, presented by The Wall Breakers. We the People is a message for unity, written and narrated by James Scully, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Norman Corwin, and Inauguration Day. Among those heard in today's cast were Neil Armstrong, Lucille Ball, Lionel Barrymore, Charles Calvert, Kieran Culkin, Ted DeCorsia, Alice Frost, Wendell Holmes, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Howard McNear, Jack Moyles, President Barack Obama, Santos Ortega, Vincent Price, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Howie Rose, James Stewart, and Orson Welles. Music by Charles Bradley, Cesar Frank, Cheap Trick, Michael Hanna, Bernard Herman, and Modest Mazorski. To subscribe on iTunes, search for Breaking Walls. The Wallbreakers are on all social media outlets at The Wallbreakers. The Wallbreakers can also be reached by email at hello at thewallbreakers.com. Your announcer is Nadine Frenier. This is WBBN, The Wallbreakers Broadcasting Network. Thank you, and good afternoon. Thank you.